I've, I've turned into one of those people that needs to hold things quite far away so that she can read them. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, getting older. I mean, most of the time I really embrace it, but then you realise you need glasses and you're like, oh. Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chadbourne, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chadbourne. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community, and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. Dear Em, How do you manage physical symptoms that arise from negative thoughts? For example, I was struggling with some moves in my dance class and amongst my thoughts of failure, embarrassment, unworthiness, etc., I could feel myself come close to tears. My heart was racing and my stomach felt ill. It becomes physical overwhelm. It's so hard to change those first thoughts when your body has already taken them and run with them. P.S. I recently stumbled across your podcast and honestly, where have you been all my life? So thank you for recently stumbling across my podcast. If you loved the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could share it so that more people could stumble over it. Um, that would be great. Thanks. You know, the more people I think that hear kind of the gist of what I've got to say or, or not just me, you know, any podcast of this kind of vein, I think is really important for people to listen to it normalizes what it is to be human it takes away the shame of some of those really hard crunky bits just made up a new word by the way crunky there you are you're welcome um it takes away that kind of the embarrassment and the the kind of like hiding in the shadow of who you really are and i think if more people did that if more people came out into the light not to sound like a poetic wanker but you know if more people were were more honest about how hard being human can be sometimes I think we'd feel less alone and in that space of feeling connected and belonging I think then we would have a better chance at healing some of those traumas acknowledging that you know feelings are okay to be had therefore allowing them to come and allowing them to go instead of storing them in our body and ultimately, if every single person on the planet did that work, then I think we would have a much nicer world to live in. I think there'd be less less division of wealth. I think there'd be less famine, less disease, less children dying on the streets, less people feeling displaced. You know, just sit and think for a moment that someone out there is feeling like they don't have a home anymore. We don't want to live in a world like that, do we? And I think that the fear that generates, that manifests that type of happening, displacement of people, civil war, famine, disease, greed, those feelings are fear-based. They're not love-based. The feelings that create the physical global manifestations that we are seeing in humanity at the moment are based from fear and hurt and pain and sadness and shame and not knowing how to allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to be seen, to be connected, to feel like we belong, to be able to receive what is good in this world. And so I think that that is a conversation that everyone should be having. So share the share of the podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the question. 
How do you manage physical symptoms that arise from negative thoughts? So, you know, the reality of the situation is if it was as simple, and this is where I think gross marketing around positive psychology is is so flawed. If it was as simple as being like, I'm just going to think happy thoughts all day today. I'm never going to feel anxious again. Then don't you think the entire world would be feeling on top of the world all of the time? Like it, it doesn't work like that. We are so much more complex than that. Simply complex. There's a little oxymoron for you. The reality of the situation is our body, as I understand it, our body is a very complex system. The way that we have been conditioned through our experience and our upbringing and our social conditioning the parents that we had, the school that we went to, the people that we hung out with, the religion that we were brought up with, our socioeconomic background, what we were brought up and into will have a massive effect along with some other things like epigenetics um, and there is some uh, like predetermined wiring in the brain, if you like, that will have a massive impact on on how you are as a human being. But a lot of what we experience as a human being is all taught once we get here. It's all learnt behaviour. The way that the body then copes with that learnt behavior, the way that the body then deals with uh, parents that don't show us enough love or parents that show us too much love or, you know, bullying in the school playground or very uh, strict dogma of religion and, you know, whatever it might be, our body tends to react in certain ways to that experience that experience then becomes something that we have a biochemical reaction to. So when I begin to feel like I'm unworthy, I begin to put myself into, like my my body literally puts itself into some kind of panic attack because whatever happened in my past was so traumatic that I have created this experience that my body is now in the habit of having. And the more habitual something gets, the easier it is to be triggered into it. So you're right, you can't always change the first thought. The first thought is the first thought. The first thought is I'm not good enough. I have learned my entire life to have low self-esteem. You know, low self-esteem isn't something that you were born with. It's not like type one diabetes, you're just born with that shit. Low self-esteem is something that you learned once you got here. That has become a habit for you to be in. Now you have continued to manifest that habit in your external reality, in your paradigm, in your results. Likelihood is you probably haven't gone for the promotion. You probably haven't put yourself forward. You probably, you know, have stayed in the kind of wings a little bit of life because you're worried all of the time about being seen. And you tell yourself this story, well, I don't have good self-esteem, so I can't. And so now you have not only manifested a life where you are experiencing the biochemical reaction and the habit to your low self-esteem, but you're also creating evidence for yourself of your low self-esteem. So the story that you tell yourself about, I have low self-esteem, that's the first thing that needs to shift for you. Because you're right, you, you can't now change that first thought immediately. 
It's not a case of, oh, hang on, I'm feeling really embarrassed, so I'm going to stop feeling embarrassed because your body is already experiencing the feeling of embarrassment. And now that feeling of embarrassment is making you feel even more embarrassed. And so you go into this kind of feedback loop, not just in your thoughts and in your mind, but also biochemically in your body. Your, Your breathing begins to get shallower. You begin to feel slightly panicked. The blood starts moving to your vital organs. So you get a bit clammy. You get a bit, oh my God, I can't even swallow properly. This is the beginning of what we would consider to be a panic attack, right? Your body is quite literally going to a fight, flight or freeze response when there's actually no danger. There's no danger of you for you in a new dance class if you get it wrong. But because of the way that your body has created a protection mechanism and it's the strategy that it now uses whenever you feel confronted, whenever you feel seen, whenever you feel like you've done something wrong, your body is in a biochemical habit of releasing these hormones to put you into a fight, flight or freeze. And you're right, it's not as simple as just being like, oh, I'm not gonna feel embarrassed now because you already feel embarrassed. And then your body's taking, you're, like you said, your body is sort of running with it. And I just wanna stop here and just say, low self-esteem doesn't mean that, you know, you necessarily are really, really shy or, you know, you can't ever get a good job or quite often, I mean, I work with a lot of very successful women who don't have very high self-esteem, right? Self-esteem isn't about what other people see in you. Self-esteem is about how you feel when you go to bed at night. Self-esteem is about the first thought that you have about yourself when you wake up in the morning. It's what you see in the mirror. And quite a lot of the time in order to protect ourselves from that, we will be quite outwardly confident, right? We'll be quite loud about life and, and, you know, kind of like fool other people into thinking that we are totally and utterly sorted right on the outside I'm absolutely fine I've got a good job I earn good money I'm in a relationship I see my friends all the time I go to dance class I've got this right but on the inside you're dying a slow painful death because you feel so disconnected from yourself now there are also other people who manifest self-esteem in other ways right they they do kind of shy away and they are really internal and they you know don't make friends very easily but I just wanted to tap on in here and just be like actually self-esteem isn't always about being shy and closed off some of the loudest people I know have actually quite low self-esteem If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews, and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! I think the first thing to acknowledge is that while you continue to tell yourself that you have low self-esteem, you will constantly put yourself in that feedback loop. So the first thing that I would really love for you to sit down with and just journal with or contemplate on or take into your meditation practice if you have one is just to start thinking about who do I show up as in this world when I believe the story that I've told myself that I have low self-esteem or that I'm not very confident or that I'm not good enough. When I believe that story, how do I act? What do I create? What manifests for me when I choose to believe that I have low self-esteem? Now, there might be a bit of you that's like, well, I've always had low self-esteem. It's not a choice. I just have it. And again, I want to remind you that it is not something that you were born with. It is something that you have learned and what you have learned might not be the truth. 
Think of all of the things that you learnt when you were a child that have turned out not to be true. So just because you learnt not to have esteem doesn't mean that that needs to continue to be your truth. You can just decide to put that down. Now, you're thinking to yourself, oh yeah, but easier said than done, Em, because I'm still having these physical reactions to my low self-esteem. So it's not as simple as just being like, I've decided I've got really healthy esteem from here on in. I get that. This is a process. This is not an overnight fix. There is nothing that you're going to hear in this podcast or from any counselor or psychotherapist in the world that is instantly going to stop this and switch this overnight for you. This is going to be a process of relearning who you are and reprogramming neurologically the wiring in your brain that goes from point A, believes I don't have self-esteem, to point B, has a physical reaction to that. That's going to take time. You haven't mentioned how old you are, but you know, however many years you've been on this planet, that's how long you have been believing this. That's how long you've been conditioning your body into having these reactions to these thoughts. And so it's going to take some time. It's not going to take as long, right? It's not going to, if you're 20, it's not going to take another 20 years to change it. But it is something that you're probably going to be working on for the rest of your life. I have to work on my self-worth every single day. I have to work on my self-esteem, my self-love. It doesn't, there's no end date to it. It constantly needs nurturing. It constantly needs my attention. It constantly needs my compassion. It constantly needs to be evolved. It constantly needs to be nourished. It constantly needs a dedicated spiritual practice. Self-esteem and self-worth isn't something that you just have or you don't have. It's something to be cultivated. It's something to be grown. It's something to be really cherished. And there are so many ways that you can do that. But the first step is I want you to start challenging the belief that you have that you have low self-esteem. Because the moment that you give yourself permission to change the story, I'm shy, I'm not very confident, um, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I've got low self-esteem. The moment that you give yourself permission to challenge that narrative, you can change it. But until you give yourself permission to challenge it, you're just always going to fall in line with it. So that first question again will be like, how do I rock up in this world when I believe that story to be true? And then the second question that I suggest that you ask yourself is, who would I be if I chose not to believe it? What action would I take differently? Now there is gonna be a massive gap, huge gap between imagining who you could be without the story of your low self-esteem and then creating the version of you and being that version of you and taking that action and speaking your truth and learning about boundaries and standing up for yourself and not feeling embarrassed in a dance class. That's months and months and months of work. That's unpacking all of your beliefs. It's unpacking all of your stories. It's unpacking all of your fears and all of your paradigms that have created the version of you that you know today that has a biochemical habitual reaction to the thoughts that you have. It's going to take some time. And it's what the hub is literally designed to help you do is to find yourself again is to come back to who you really are before you learnt not to be who you really are. Now, I've got no idea about your background or about how you learnt not to have esteem, but I would imagine that somewhere along the line, you were once told that you were too much, that you shouldn't be seen or heard, that in some way, shape or form, 
somebody who was meant to love you didn't love you. And that is shit. And it's fucking awful. And I'm really sorry that it happened. As much as it is not your fault, it is your responsibility now to go on your own healing journey so that you can come out of that paradigm and decide to become a version of you who does see your own self-worth. And let me offer you this, the very fact that you have been born onto this planet is a miracle. The chances of you being born are so miraculous. It's such a sacred opportunity for your soul to come down and experience this human existence. And so already in your very being here, you have proved your worth. If you were not worthy, you would not be here. And if you can begin to create a narrative with yourself, a conversation with yourself, be in conversation with other people who also have that narrative about themselves and each other, who see the sacredness in human beings before they see the differences, before they see the color of the skin, before they see the rich and the poor, before they see the good and the bad. If you can hang out with people who first and foremost acknowledge that if you are human and I am human, we are miraculous, we are meant to be here, we are already worthy in our very essence alone over time the narrative that you have that you have no self-esteem will begin to loosen its grip and you will begin to believe that you are here for a reason that you are here and deserving of it that you are allowed to enjoy this one incarnation that you are in the very being here a good human who deserves to be content and deserves to find peace and deserves to feel that sense of oneness and belonging. Would you like daily text messages of support, positivity and love sent personally from me straight to your phone? Then sign up for Wake Up With Em. It's the affirmation service you didn't know you needed. The first month is free if you follow the link in the show notes. Good morning, you're awesome. Through the hub, what you will do is get to, or, or any good personal development program is that you will get to the root of why you have this sort of low self-esteem. Um, some of it you might be able to come up with really instantly and quickly, or my mum didn't have great self-esteem, or you know my dad was a bit of a bully, or I got bullied at school, or whatever. That, that It might be quite obvious to you um, as to why, but when you begin to really delve into some of that past that hasn't been healed by acknowledging it, by sitting with the pain of it, by being in the discomfort of it, and then allowing yourself to transcend through it. And again, in the hub, the hub is a very safe container that provides the frameworks and the support in order for you to do that level of work, because then you can be free of it. But while you are still carrying around the root of that pain, it's always going to be kind of insidious inside you. And then the other thing that I did also just want to say is that what the hub is designed to do is to give you a really beautiful experience of connecting back into your intuition, really leaning back into what your truth is. I think a lot of the time when we come here as souls into these sort of human incarnations, which is my current working hypothesis, that's what I currently believe to be true, always happy to be, to, to have that 
uh, or any of my belief systems shifted and changed. But right now, my current working hypothesis is I'm a soul having a human experience. And the idea of energy being oneness, we are all connected, like I said, through the very essence of our energy. And when we come down here into a human experience, what we begin to experience is the division of that energy, the distance of that energy, the difference between that energy, the contrast of that energy. That person has more money than me. That person has more confidence than me. That person is prettier than me. That person is taller than me. That person has a better business than me. That person has a different relationship to me. And we begin to feel disconnected from the oneness of the energy that we actually are as we begin to take on all of these human constructs is our truth and when we begin to strip away those human constructs when we begin to question our stories question our belief systems when we begin to stop living in the trappings of commercialism and capitalism and materialism when we begin to strip back the essence of who we are not who we think we should be then we begin to come back into this sort of symbiotic connected relationship, first of all with ourselves, secondly then with the universe, and you can call that whatever you want. Do you call it universe? Do you call it source? Do you call it God? Do you call it science? It really doesn't fucking matter what you call it. It just is the thing. And then thirdly, from that space, you then begin to build that connectivity again to your family, to your friends, to your community, and then to the global community outside of that. And that again is a journey. It's a self-worth journey. It is a journey into really trusting your intuition, really learning about who you are, really listening to yourself through the noise of your emotional body and into the depths of your soul. And that again is a dedicated practice. It's a decision that you make. When you start doing that work, your thoughts will change. And then you will begin to not have the biochemical physical reaction to the thoughts and there again like I said there might be a lag for now like an instant thing would be to really start looking at doing some really deep breathing so when you feel those physical emotions coming up that physical reaction is coming into manifestation you want to take some really deep breaths if you start breathing through the chest you will continue to trigger the sympathetic nervous system and your body will believe it's under attack. If you can drop that breath into your navel and really breathe in, as, as you breathe in, you're expanding your belly and as you breathe out, you're drawing your belly, your navel back into the belly button. So start practicing that breath every morning. Lie down with your hand on your heart and your other hand on your stomach. Feel your stomach expand out as you take that breath in and then feel your stomach draw back into your spine as you exhale and the more that you practice that breath the easier it will be for you to hold on to that breath or, or transition into that breath whenever you feel yourself in a moment of panic whenever you feel yourself in a moment of oh my god the heartbeat the sweats the oh the dry mouth when you begin to drop that breath and that's all you need to do for now is just concentrate on that breath breathe in breathe out Breathe in, breathe out. And if you do that for a few seconds, the grip will loosen enough for you to be able to say to yourself, okay, that first thought was, I'm not good enough. These people are laughing at me. I don't deserve to be here. Now my second, I can't control my first thought. All good, whatever, rock on. First thought's been had, it's already been done. My second thought can be, actually, I don't wanna, I don't wanna choose to believe that story anymore. 
I'm going to choose to speak to myself, to speak to my soul as if it is a young child who is just trying her very best. And I'm going to do that with compassion and I'm going to pepper up. I'm going to ask her to try again. You know, when a two-year-old falls down, we don't berate the two-year-old for falling down. We congratulate the two-year-old for taking the first two or three steps. And that's the attitude that we need to start having with ourselves. When we come to our self-talk, when it comes to loving ourselves and nurturing ourselves and developing this relationship with ourselves that is compassionate, that's the attitude that we need to have with ourselves. So practice deep breathing every single morning. Get yourself into the hub or an equivalent fantastic personal development program with a coach that you really, really resonate with and start doing this work and understand that it will take some time you're changing the habitual neurology and the habitual biochemical reaction in the body. That's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen as long as you are willing to challenge the story that you tell yourself that you have no self-esteem. And as long as you are really willing to invest your time and your money into learning about how to cultivate that relationship with yourself. The quick fix is to start deep breathing every single morning in and out through your belly so that you can practice that breath so that you have it on hand so that you can calm your body into its parasympathetic nervous system whenever you feel that panic arise. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it on your socials and please tag me, Unashamedly Emily. You can also share it through Spotify and if you're listening on iTunes, then please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth. So let your mates know all about this podcast. If you're interested in joining my global coaching community, the Unashamedly Human Hub, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.